Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling and you're one of them you know all the bad shit you've heard about us it's all true but another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling and that's why we're here i'm not sports entertainment anymore talk to him kid this is our new beginning and it starts tonight a new day is dawning for tx so who you're talking to Hey there, I hope you're all doing fantastic. This is X-Pac 12360. We're coming at you from AfterBuzz TV Studios. My name is Christy Olson. Thanks for joining us. We have a very, very special interview today. The NXT champion, Bobby Roode, is joining us. That's coming up a little bit later. We're also going to be breaking down the week's top pro wrestling news headlines because that's what we do around here. And joining me today, Jimbo's over there on the couch. What's up? What's up, Christy? Welcome back. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. And Mark, you're in the booth. Oh, what a glorious episode we have today. It is going to be glorious. And of course, the man sitting next to me right here, the one and only, the legend, Sean X-Pac Waltman. Hey, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Oh, Snazzy yes. Jacket. I, yeah. Okay. So, I would, fair disclosure, or full disclosure, blah, the Bobby Roode interview is pre-taped. <laughs> it's in the can. Yeah, it's, it's in the can, baby. <laughs> I just, I, I, I think I had to tell you that because I don't think I'm wearing the same shirt under this jacket as I was during the interview. And you know somebody's going to notice. <laughs> yeah. They're going to notice. Yes, uh. and I think you guys had a lot of fun with Bobby Roode. I was actually on a flight to Portland while y'all were doing that, but I'm glad to be here with you now, oh, yeah. and we'll be we'll be airing that a little bit later. Tell us about your trip to Portland, Christy. Oh, it's always a good time. I go for West Coast Wrestling right. Connection. Yeah, and they're very good to me there, and we have fun. I get to do a lot of fun things with the backstage interviews. You know, sometimes they light fire in my face, and um, you know, one time I almost got hit by a chair. Yeah. So I really get to get on, on the action there, and it's good people. Who were, who, good people. who was there this time? Let's see. We've always got Matt Stryker, always always puts on a great show. Gangrel is always there. He's the champion currently. I hope I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah, that's right. And who else we got? Oh, Caleb Conley from TNA and Adam Thornstow also, who's one half of uh, Reno Scum, are all there. Yeah, so it's cool to see those guys and congratulate them on their recent success. And how how are they doing uh, business-wise? Pretty good? They're doing great, yeah. So airs locally in Portland. Audience is growing all the time and then also has quite a following on YouTube, too, where you all can catch it, youtube.com slash the WCWC. I'm really glad to hear that because it was a really tough scene for wrestling in in Portland for a long time because of the State Athletic Commission there. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just... It was like they... They hated wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, they just made it so hard for anyone to go there. Like, it was, 
Okay, I'll just say this. The whole time I wrestled for WWE, never once in Oregon, in the state of Oregon. Really? Never once. Wow. Washington State? Oh, yeah. Tons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know the WC guys, the, the kind of the brass there, have had a yeah. hand in some in changing some of that. So oh, it's, I'm, it's changed. I'm glad. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's, there's, I could get into why that all happened back then with the, with the athletic commission and, you know, the commissioner that was responsible for it. But, like, you know, that's going off into the weeds. Yeah, well, we read about it a little bit in the yeah. Grappler's book when we had him on. So yeah. everybody should check that out, too. Yeah, what else is going on? Well, you're the you're the busy guy. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, you're, I am. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Yeah. You're heading to London? Oh, yeah, that's April soon? 30th. Yes, so that's coming okay. up. People, The Londoners should get their tickets. That's for IPW UK on right. the 30th. Pete Dunn's going to be there. Pete Dunn, Joey Ryan's going to be over there with Tommy me. Tommy Dreamer, right? Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Anytime I go to the UK, I love it there. I love the, the wrestling scene. And, I mean, I've, I have to get into because I've talked about it plenty, how much I, I, I really uh, love this, the wrestling scene over there. Mm-hmm. You know, about 200, give or take, uh, promotions, all thriving, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, That's yeah. awesome. And I'm not, I'm not sure how many more matches I'll have over in... I mean, it very well may be my last match in the UK. I just don't know yet. He said maybe, folks. That maybe. was a maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know there's always plenty of stuff for you to do uh, here on this side of the pond, too. Like, yeah, I want wrestling. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to talk. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but. Um, I will anyways. Well, they're trying to sell tickets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tickets are yeah. 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 So you're going to be doing this with Ron Funches? Yeah. It was actually um, Ron. Ron set all this up. I just, oh. I just, you know, he had this shirt, you know, that um, said get high and watch wrestling. That's what he loves to do. We're talking about, we're not talking about like doing hard drugs, getting high. We're talking about, you know, using cannabis. Okay. Um, so just to, just to set just the record straight there. Clarify the high, yes. Yeah. And then this is, this is a real thing that's going on at CineFamily. That's one of the theaters here in L.A. And you guys yeah. can get your tickets at CineFamily.com for 20 bucks. That's 9.30 on April 15th. That's right. I mean, in, I mean that's the thing where everybody, uh, I mean, you don't have to get high. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Noted. All right. Yeah, but I think there'll probably be a lot of people there that are. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And they're going to be wearing their T-shirts, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect time to remind everybody that they should get their X-Pac 1, 2, 3, 60 t-shirts. I cannot guarantee that you look as handsome in it as this fine gentleman here, Jimbo, on the couch. But you should try. You can pick those up at Pro Wrestling Tees. Go to Sean Waltman's store. And make sure that when you get it, you take a picture and send it to us so we can show it on the show. Cool. Yeah. Hey, yeah. did we give the information on how, where people can get tickets for that that are here in the L.A. area or Southern California area? Yes, at CineFamily.com. Oh, okay. C-I-N-E-F-A-M-I-O-Y. Hmm, I didn't know that myself. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you're not going to need a ticket for that one. I hope not. <laughs> All right. What else is going on? I don't think so. You also have the Cow Palace, May 6th. That's right. For APW. Yes. And you know who you're wrestling? No, I'm going, I'm going to be in... A Royal Rumble type situation, oh. so I can just come in, and get my four, shit in. Do your four moves of doom and get out. Well, it's not. It's just. It's not just getting there and doing the moves. It's how you do them, Jimbo. Yeah. yeah. And when, anyways, yeah, it's gonna be that. So I'm gonna get, be able to showcase pretty much all of my 
stuff. <laughs> Everything that people want want to see, I'll, I'm going to do. Are you going to show off your new abs? What do you new They're not abs. new, man. No, I know, but like when you wear your singlet, no one knows that you have this jacked six-pack. That's true. It would be an eight-pack, by the way. But anyways. <laughs> but I what? Might... What's stopping those last two from showing through? No, it is an eight-pack oh, already. Is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be a ten-pack soon, oh, actually. By May? Ten-pack no, by May? I don't think there's another row of abs <laughs> down there by my penis bone. <laughs> Seems like a great opportunity to remind everybody that we are on YouTube where you can see us, but we're also on iTunes. Please hit subscribe, like, rate, comment. Five stars is the possibility. That's all I'm saying. Let us know. Leave us a review and let us know what you think about the show. We love to read those and we really appreciate it. So like, rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for that. Wow, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as if I've done it 28 times before. <laughs> is it 28? I think we're this is 28. 28. Yeah. That's incredible. It is kind of incredible. Without missing a week. Yeah. No, the only week we missed was Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that Everyone. wasn't our choice. That no, was exactly. we shut the like, studio down. No, yes. the studio's closed. We would have had a Christmas show. For sure. Absolutely. Hey, well, since we're on a roll, shall we move on to some Xbox 12360 news of the week? Yeah, let's do that. Break it down. Xbox 12360 Wrestling News. I know you're going to love this one, Sean. Finn Balor has made his long-awaited return to WWE. This was at a live event. He hasn't appeared on Raw yet. But we all know he suffered these injuries at the SummerSlam match with Steph Rollins. He tore his labrum, his pectoral muscle, and his bicep. He had a slew of injuries from that. But he is fully recovered and back in the ring. He competed in a six-man tag match with Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho against Triple H, Samoa Joe, and Kevin O. Owens. So, of course, the Universal Championship match for WrestleMania 33 is already set for a couple of other guys. So, it remains to be seen whether Finn Balor will be at WrestleMania or not. Uh, There's nice. some speculation. Was that was that, a, was that a clip of uh, of his return? Yes, that's his return. Oh, okay. Cool. Did, did anybody get any... Uh, was there a report on like how it went? I mean, I'm assuming it was a very good match, but were there uh, any actual reports on how, how Finn looked out there. No. As per usual, Finn Balor, everyone was very focused on the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> There's about a 60-second clip of his entrance there at WWE.com. But, you know, I think people are like, who cares? He's back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or who, who cares how it went? He's back and we <laughs> care about that, is it? To clarify. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations knows. to Finn. Yeah, everybody knows I'm a big, big Finn Balor supporter. Is it too late to get him on the Mania card? Uh oh, yes. It would. Be, it's always great to be on the Mania card. I just don't know if. And okay, when you're not on Mania, you don't get that big WrestleMania payoff. But if you look at the bigger picture, uh, it might be a better idea to save him for mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yes, the day after Mania. That's when have all. Something. That's when yeah, a lot of big stuff happens. That's when they reset the. That's that's the beginning of the new year. That's New mm-hmm. Year's Day, the day after WrestleMania is New Year's Day for oh, that's WWE. Kind of a fun way of looking at it. It is. Yeah. 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 Well, I was at the Raw after Mania last year when Enzo and Cass first came out, and Maurice made her re-debut alongside the Miz, yeah. and it was so much fun. Always so is. Much fun. Yeah. And the crowds are always just insane. 
Sometimes, well, not sometimes, almost every time <laughs> these days they're, hi they're hijacking the show with all their chants and everything. That's the, the fun part of it, right? For the, for the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's going how you want it to. Yeah. You know, and when, they, when you're like trying to get heat on a guy or, or just something like you're, you're trying to do and the people start this particular chant... It can, like I said, it really derails what you're trying to do. So you mm -hmm. have to, you have to be able to kind of, you know, you kind of go with the flow on something like that. You know, or it'll really, it'll shake you up, knock you up your game. Yeah, and at least now they have the advantage of knowing that to maybe be prepared for that, that it might happen. I hope so. <laughs> Cause we, you, but the thing is about those chants, they could be the most random <laughs> chants that have nothing to do with anything. They started in, at the Meadowlands after the, the WrestleMania MetLife Stadium mm -hmm. in New York. I was in, and, and I was just standing in the, in the, the corporate suite, mm -hmm. and the people saw me. Oh. Some people saw me, and they started to chant right in the middle of Randy Orton's match. And oh. I was just like, oh, shit. And I ran away really quick because that's, you know, that's... If you are if you do something that distracts from what's going on in the ring, like, you know, some guy thinks it's a good idea to be out signing autographs in, in, the, in the main room while, you know, or taking pictures while... While somebody's in the ring, like mm -hmm. to me, that's totally disrespectful. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Like uh, at PWG, when Regal came, we had a seat for him, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna stay back here. Like, I don't want to distract." Because he knew if he went out there and sat down, everyone would be like, "Oh shit, there's William Regal. Like, let's try and take a picture or get an autograph." Yeah. And like, no focus would be on the matches. Everyone would be focused on like, "Oh, is he watching?" Or like, "What's his reaction? Right. What is he doing?" So yeah. I've seen that. Do you know if Randy heard those chants? Did he ever mention? I didn't him? ask him. Yeah. Because I was so embarrassed by, uh, by the situation that I just w hoped that nobody, like I hoped that nobody in gorilla position knew what they were chanting. <laughs> yeah. Or if they did, at least they didn't know that I peeped my head out, you know, mm -hmm. to watch watch the match from the corporate suite and somebody <laughs> saw me. That's so. Funny. Anyway. That's funny. Well, we shall see if Finn Balor will be at WrestleMania. We now know that Jack Swagger definitely will not. After he announced in an interview with Chil Sonnen that he asked for his release earlier this month, WWE released a statement saying that he was not released. That has now changed, and Jack Swagger is officially released. After 11 years with WWE, he is, of course, a former world heavyweight champion. He also started out in ECW, where he had a three-month run as a champion there, and won the Money in Bank contract in 2010, which he catched in to take Chris Jericho's world heavyweight championship. So, very accomplished guy, yeah. and as as of Monday is a free agent. Yeah, I, I, and it was it, it's it was time for for Jack to you know see how things will go somewhere else because he's I'm a I'm a Jack Swagger fan. Yeah. Yes, I am uh, personally and uh, you know in the ring and all that. Uh, hmm. I just I think that once you get in that rut like Jack Swagger was in and WWE you have to go somewhere mm -hmm. because they just quit looking at you uh in that in that certain light that they used to look at you in like uh he's you know you just get lost in the shuffle and it's hard to get out of that shuffle it really is you have to go somewhere and 
and shine somewhere else mm -hmm. for them to notice you again. Yeah. You know? And then when you come back, you try to... And this is the thing. <clears throat> we can't blame everything on the company. You know, a lot of this shit falls on us, too. What did we do wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, not blaming anybody for anything, the company or Jack. I'm just saying, when, whenever, you know, a situation happens where talent leaves, you know, no matter whether it's on, on good terms or not, mm -hmm. you wonder w why. Right. Right? And... I mean, I'm not talking about <laughs> other people. The WWE universe is widely curious. Imagine just, that. Well, that, but I'm just saying that as from the individual standpoint, that's leaving. Mm -hmm. Instead of just going, ah, oh, f this, f that. You know, they didn't have any creative, didn't have anything for me. Writing this. Also, we need to look in the mirror. And I'm not talking about Jack. I'm just yeah. talking about everyone. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes maybe it is all the other person's fault, but usually never. <laughs> Almost never is that the case. No. Jack's already booking a lot of indie showings, he's, and it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. He's so. going to be... The 90-day clause or no? I don't know. There's no there's no word on that in this report here from Fox Sports. Well, so that's a thing. good question. You take that 90-day, or the, if, you, if you do that, they pay you for the 90 days. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, maybe, I don't know if, if he's concerned about the money, maybe he'll sit out the 90 days, or if... I don't know mm -hmm. about that. I would think if he wants to make the impact, he doesn't care about the money. He's going to get on sure. the best show and get his face out there and prove that like he's here to wrestle and do like the Cody Rhodes situation where they're just like going to make their name and prove that they're a great wrestler and this is what they want to do. He'll do that, and he'll find himself too out there on his own as far as his persona because I just don't think that he's found it yet. Mm -hmm. I think they've found one for him. You know, I mean, his personality shines through. He's a real laid-back, chill guy. He seems Obviously, like right? Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a Matt Riddle type guy. A, very similar. Yeah? Very similar. It's funny you say that. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I would love to see the two of them. I bet Indy, uh, whoever's running shows right now, book that match. Matt Riddle versus Jack Swagger. That'll be great. Absolutely. And we'll keep you posted should that ever go down. Meanwhile, let's talk about some Lucha Underground. <laughs> Great news if you're a fan. Seasons one and two of Lucha Underground were released on Netflix today. So you can stream every episode of those first couple seasons. It's under the reality TV genre, of course, if you're looking for it. You can see Pentagon Jr. and our former guest Ricochet as Prince Puma. Matt Stryker and Vampiro are there on the announce team. This was before Rey Mysterio came along for season three. So you're going to have to wait until the second half of season three comes back on El Rey Network to catch him. But there will be new episodes this May on TV. Check out seasons one and two now on Netflix. I love how you I love how you threw in there. It'll be under the reality TV section, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying. I'm a big reality TV fan. Everybody knows that. They mm. can put it right next to Total Divas and Tough Enough. Nice. I mean, because of all the, you know, of all the wrestling shows, Lucha Underground has the realest feeling of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, they got ghosts. All that dragons. supernatural yeah. stuff. Yeah. Time travelers. Super real. Nunchucks. Well, guys, something that is definitely real and not to mess with a cease and desist letter. 
Yeah, this is pretty serious. So we've been keeping you all posted on all of this. And now Impact Wrestling has sent a cease and desist letter to pay-per-view providers regarding the Ring of Honor event that went down last weekend. This is due to Broken Matt and Jeff yeah. Hardy and the controversy over who owns the Broken Universe and all that creative. Now, this reportedly the cease and desist letter came from the top brass at Anthem, not from Jeff Jarrett. Reportedly, he had nothing to do with this. But the letter was enough to scare the Dish Network, who pulled the Ring of Honor show from their lineup. So Anthem says they're not trying to recreate the characters on their show, nor do they want to force Matt and Jeff to stop using it either. They just want to work out a deal where they get a little bit of a cut of the future proceeds. Huh. Yes, and Rebby, of course, has a response for all of that on Twitter, as she oftentimes does. She called them petty little B-words and said that at Dish that they should do better by wrestling fans. So this just continues to get more... um, Heated? Heated, yes, every week. And it doesn't look to be stopping anytime soon. Okay, I... As somebody that's a, mainly a talent, mm-hmm. I uh, obviously I have I have a bias when it comes to this. So, but I'm trying to take that bias away here and look at it objectively. Well, tell us both sides of it. Well, I mean, from a talent standpoint, you know, when and I just know what it's like to create something. You know that you were the one that you. It came from your mind, mm-hmm. and uh, other people, you know, want want to you know own it. And now, if you made an agreement, and that agreement, you know, on paper says, well, on paper or not, says, well, if that agreement is that, you know, whatever you create while you're working with somebody mm-hmm. uh, belongs to them, or they have, you know, a stake in it, I, I, I guess, I mean, then that's that's an agreement. I just don't know if that's the, if that's the case. Who's telling the truth there? there, Are there two different stories here? There is one report that says um, that they had a clause. The the Hardys have said previously that there was a clause in their contract that said that TNA would not own the the ideas after they leave. That it was only that they could profit during the time that they were under contract. So they have said that before. But there was parts of their contract included in the cease and desist letter. So clearly Anthem thinks that they still have a case the other way. So sure. I, they, they and, both definitely think they're in the right here. Literally. I see that. And the, 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 I'm surprised that Anthem is actually willing to say, hey, we don't want to stop them from using it somewhere else. We just want a piece. Because I've never heard, usually it's a, no, you can't use that anywhere else. So it's a, it's a different way of approaching it mm-hmm. than WWE probably would. Well, and Impact also, uh, one of the top guys there tweeted and gave Jeremy Borash, Dave Lagana, and Billy Corgan some of the credit for creating this broken universe. So I would think that would really anger someone if that wasn't the case. Well, I guess, you know what? Different people can have different, like, you know, there can be five different people uh, in the same situation. Each of them have, you know, a little bit different story. Mm -hmm. And not that they're lying. They just have different... And, and okay, Billy Corrigan, Dave Lagan, those guys might—they very well may have uh, had some, especially a guy like Billy Corrigan. Mm-hmm. I can see how he might have had some input in that. And when you're when you're doing something like this, uh, you want input from other people. Mm-hmm. I would think so. I just who knows. Uh, as far as 
you know, the comments about Dish Network, what are they supposed to do? Right. Come on. You know, and, but, but, but Re- Rebbe, I'm, I understand. Mm-hmm. When I've been there, when, when you've had people come at you like that, and, you know, the initial reaction is exactly that, a reaction. And that's a reaction. Yeah, and I can yeah. appreciate that it seems like they sort of let Rebbe speak out and Matt and Jeff stay a little bit more neutral or at least not as public right. with their comments. And I think that's, that's a good role. That's a role that she's working pretty well. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. So hopefully it'll all work out for everyone. Absolutely. And we'll definitely keep you posted right here. This has been your X-Pac 12360 News of the Week. I'm Christy Olson, the managing editor and chief correspondent of AfterBuzz TV's Pro Wrestling News Division. And we will be right back with an interview with NXT champion Bobby Roode. Stay tuned. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Fans got to know this Ontario native when he joined TNA's Team Canada in 2004. He later joined forces with James Storm to form Beer Money Inc. They would become the longest reigning TNA tag team champions in history. Incredibly successful as a solo competitor too, he beat out 11 others and came out on top of the Bound for Glory series in 2011. That awarded him a winning title opportunity and he is also the longest reigning world heavyweight title holder in TNA. But that was not enough for this champ who wanted to make his mark on WWE as well. He caused quite a stir when showing up at NXT TakeOver Dallas last year, and he is now at the top of that division. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome NXT champion Bobby Roode. Hey man, thanks for having me on. Oh, I, I, so you're in Daytona for an NXT event right now? I am. Yeah, I'm in uh, Daytona Beach right now. Just got to the building. Nice man. Hey, I just want to congratulate you right off the bat. Uh, I know, I, man. I know you've uh, you've worked your ass off for a long time, and uh, and uh, you really deserve this. And uh, you're a hell of an NXT champion, man. And and hey. Man, I couldn't get your uh, your song out of my head all night last night and all day today until this interview. <laughs> it's a catch. It's, a, it's, a, it's certainly a catchy tune for sure. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's been a long road, but you know what? Um, you know, timing, as you know, Sean. Everything is timing in this business is everything. And um, you know, I I've been here uh, with the WWE with NXT now since since early June and uh, of last year. So. Things have happened quite quickly, but uh, it's been a really, really good transition for me, and I'm having a blast. Yeah, and uh, I, I just like I, I want to go backwards for a little bit uh, just to talk about when I first met you. Well, I mean, we might have met before this, before TNA, but I got to work with you in TNA right. when you were part of Team Canada, and. Uh, to me, you were the standout guy. I, I think they were looking at, like, honestly, I think they thought A1 was, and, and nothing against him, but I think that they thought that was the guy. And uh, it was really, yeah. you, you and EY were the guys I knew were the stars there. Nothing against A1, but. Right. 
Yeah, no, it, it was a weird, it was a weird time. You know, I, I was kind of brought in in 2004, um, just uh, as, as a part-time fill-in, really. At the time, I think I believe it was for Teddy Hart. So um, to do the to do the Team Canada thing, it was just it was a, it was a two-week thing, and I went in and, and uh, kind of impressed some people there, and they ended up uh, you know signing a deal there. And, I had a really good run. I had a lot of fun and, and met a lot of good people. I learned a lot, you know, uh, got to work with some great people, you know, yourself, and, yeah. you know, guys like Kurt Angle and, and, and Jeff Hardy and, you know, Kevin Nash, of course. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of guys that came through the doors at Rob Van Dam, a lot of guys that, you know, that had, had some name value that came through those doors and, and I got a chance to, to, to work with and learn from, and, you know, and just experience uh, the business, you know, inside and out and, got to, to kind of grow grow up to, so to speak in the business with guys like AJ and Samoa Joe so met a lot of friends on the way and, and had some success there so um, I had no regrets you know it was uh, it, it, the 12 years that I spent there were great but um, you know I knew it was time to move on and, and of course you know the WWE to me has always been the be all and end all in, in, in this business so um, you know, to, to have an opportunity to come here and, and to be a part of it has been a, it's been a great experience absolutely um, so, you know, you said that about, about WWE being the end all be all and, and you, and you're correct. Uh, but there was a, there was a brief period of time a few years ago where it looked like WWE wasn't going to take anybody from TNA. And, uh, um, do you remember that period of time? How, what, what your state of mind was in and like, you know, cause I know TNA was, you know, on, on shaky ground at the time. And I think a lot of guys there were, you know, really concerned. Yeah, you know, it, it was one of those things. I never really thought too much about it. I, I was I was doing pretty well there, and, and um, you know, at that time, there was some shaky ground, but for, for whatever reason, they always seemed to, to land on their feet and, yeah. and make things okay. Right. Um, you know, I, I never really thought about if I would ever get here or, or what would happen. I always tried to, you know, kind of, I was pretty patient and just kind of took things day by day, and, and whatever was kind of thrown in front of me, I just kind of went out and did it. Um, you know, once I saw guys like, you know, Joe coming to NXT and have the success that he's had, and obviously AJ on the main roster, you know, I, things kind of opened my eyes a little bit in the last two years at TNA and kind of thought, well, maybe, you know, if given the opportunity, I would love to have a chance to possibly go there. So, um, you know, like you know, Sean, I mean, things in this business change every day. And they'll, they'll continue to change, and I'm just kind of rolling with the punches. Sure. And, and the thing is, is no matter what anybody says, they might okay. We don't want anybody from this company or whatever. We always want good talent, no matter what company they come from, Bobby. That's the bottom line. Sure, sure. That, right, right. And uh, you know, like I said, it, when I first started talking with WWE, you know, I had my first conversation with Hunter. It was just I, I just really wanted an opportunity. He didn't really know much about me, and I really didn't know what to expect coming through the doors. And uh, you know, we just agreed on an opportunity, and I was given the opportunity, and. You know, like you mentioned earlier, the song kind of caught fire. And, you know, I kind of was given this opportunity with this gimmick, this glorious gimmick, and I kind of made the most of it. And I guess, you know, the experience that I've, that I've had in this business has kind of taught me to, you know, you may only get this opportunity once. So I, I really wanted to make the best of it. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. Hey, man, just, okay, it's not a bad gimmick to be stuck with, let's yeah. be honest. It's amazing. <laughs> It makes me think you've done so much with the glorious entrance from the NXT takeovers. Do you have any plans for when you get to a WrestleMania, what your entrance will be like? 
Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I can tell you that, you know, the, the entrance that I'm going to have on WrestleMania weekend at uh, the upcoming TakeOver in Orlando is going to be pretty special. I think it's going to top, you know, all the, the previous three TakeOvers I've been a part of so far. So they, keep, they seem to keep getting bigger and, and better. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I always remember, you know, growing up watching the entrances and stuff. That's part of the, the, the entertainment. That's part of the that's part of the whole thing is if you have a, if you have a great entrance and you know, that's, that's half the battle. You know what I mean? It's, it's just having the people intrigued on, on, uh, you, you know, whether it's the song or, or the entrance, I, you know, the first guy I think of when it comes to entrances is Undertaker, you know, and he's always had that, that special entrance. And if, like I said, the opportunity was given to me to have this special entrance. My debut match at takeover Brooklyn, you know, I was descending down from the sky uh, you know, on that lift, and there was just a, it was just a fantastic moment for for me, really. You know, just a my first time in, a, in you know in, in such a huge crowd on an NXT WWE event. You know, to be, have to be descending down from the from the ceiling of the Barclays Center and having you know sixteen thousand people singing my song was was a pretty incredible moment. So, um, you know, like I said, I just want to make the best of it. You know, the, the entrances that I've had have been pretty memorable, but. You know, being WrestleMania weekend, although it's not WrestleMania, it's a takeover. It's going to be the biggest takeover that they've had yet. So um, I'm expecting uh, this entrance to be bigger and better than all of them uh, previously. So, B- Bobby, um, am I right in that they had a different song lined up for, uh, for you to use in your in your entrance? And, uh, and um, the, glorious, yeah. the glorious theme was somebody else's? Well, I don't know. I know they had this glorious theme uh, kind of, uh, there to use and nobody really used it. They, I think they did make it for somebody else. Um, and, and the original song that they sent me was was nothing like the Gloria song. We kind of had it kind of set out so that was what I was going to use when I made my debut. But Hunter, uh, you know, Hunter is a very smart man, obviously, and yeah. he, uh, you know, he, he thought that this 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 Gloria song would fit my character uh, a little better. And when I listened to it, it and you know, it obviously was totally different than what I had previously and, and totally different than everybody else on the roster. So whenever you can be different and unique, um, you know, that's a, that's a good opportunity. So uh, I didn't love it at first, but the more I listened to it, the more catchier it got. And obviously it caught fire. It was the number one song on, on iTunes for, for a little bit of time there. So, I mean, uh, it, was, it was a blessing. So the glorious bombs that came out of this song with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, did you have any involvement in that, really? Or was that just them? Because they, they thought the song was for the Cruiserweight Classic. So they thought it was like their song yeah, and the but, anthem for that show. So when it got... Yeah, they were, yeah, they were, a, little, they were a little mad. They were a little mad. I, uh, so the song, uh, it was around the time when I was, I was getting ready to make my debut, and it was the first taping for the Cruiserweight Classic, and they played the song in the arena. So I think along with those two guys, I think everybody on the Cruiserweight Classic show thought it was the, the, the entrance or the theme song for, for the Cruiserweights, and they, they all loved it. Um, and then they found out it was my song, so I think they got a little hot about it. But uh, honestly, it was just one of those things. We were at the gym, in, uh, and I believe it was in Houston, or it could have been in New Orleans. I can't remember. It was a live event. We were on, we were on the road, and we were in the gym, and they came up with this idea of doing uh, this glorious bomb, like a photo bomb. And uh, we just did it as a joke, and they, they ended up posting it, and uh, it, I think, I guess, it went viral or whatever it did, and uh, oh. the office caught wind of it, so they wanted us to do all kinds of them, so we ended up doing about a dozen of them. So 
Um, it, they, were, they were a lot of fun. That's awesome. Speaking of your 17-year career and in the locker rooms you've been in and the matches you've had with so many people, is there anyone that you've wrestled or you shared a locker room with that you would like to see in NXT or WWE? For me, it's Christopher Daniels. I think he's someone who's worked his ass off and just hasn't gotten his opportunity to, to shine on a big stage like WWE. Like you say, being the end-all, be-all, I think he really deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chris has been around for a long time, and he is an exceptional talent. And, and for whatever reason, just hasn't get, hasn't had an opportunity to come here. But you know, guys like Frankie Kazarian as well. I mean, those two guys. Uh, I shared a locker room with those guys for my entire stint in TNA. And those guys, are, you know, they're they're passionate about the business. They love the business, and just really two really good guys. And, and I think they're super talented. So those are two guys that that immediately come to mind. You know that. Uh, would be a perfect fit here. It's, it's, speaking of Christopher Daniels, I, I remember in like the late '90s into the you know early 2000s, they were bringing Chris in and, and taking a look at him all the time. And I, I mean, I remember Bruce, yeah. Pritch, different different people, Bruce Pritchard, different people talking about Chris Daniels, and you know, I really think he'll end up getting his run there. Yeah, but, I hope uh, so. Back to you, Bobby. Um, how much time are you spending at the at the performance center? Um, you know, I'm down here, uh, you know, at least, you know, once a month. I, I mean, I give credit to these guys. They're, these guys are in, in the PC, and, and, they're, and, and they're working hard every single day. A lot of these young guys here in NXT, and, you know, there's, there's, a lot of these guys are super, super talented and just are working their asses off at the PC every day. Um, you know, I'm down here. I come down for TV in Orlando, and I usually try to stay around and do these uh, do the Coco shows and, and, and go to the PC and hang out. I've had the, the, the privilege, really, to, to come down here this week and, um, and, and, and sit down with Shawn Michaels, who yeah. is now involved in the PC, uh, doing some stuff with some of the, some of the more experienced guys in, in, in a class. And just to be able to, to go there and, and, to, and to listen to, I mean, obviously, Shawn. Uh, Shawn is like uh, one of the, if not the greatest, performance of all time so to be able to to sit there and listen to him and learn from him is, has just been an amazing experience and the coaches that are down there um just been years of experience and uh, i i mean the, i can't speak enough about the performance center just the facility itself seven rings uh you know the workout facility the gym is state of the art and it's just uh you know out you can sit there and watch tape and video you it's just yeah it's it's, it's an amazing thing and you know, you know it's one of those it's like a wrestler's heaven to be yeah. honest with you, to be able to go down there and sit and, and learn and, and and just if you're passionate about this business and you want to be successful in this business that's the place you got to be so um you know if i can get down there as much as possible i'd love to i'd love to be down there and especially you know getting a chance to work with uh sean michaels has been great yeah Absolutely. To go back to TakeOver, what was it like to go from sitting front row in NXT TakeOver Dallas to then winning the NXT Championship in NXT TakeOver San San Antonio within less uh, than a year? It's almost, almost, yeah, I mean, it's almost uh, a bit surreal, you know. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I I left TNA and and then, you know, I started, uh, you know, small talks with, with WWE and they had to come down to Dallas last year on WrestleMania weekend. And, you know, it sounds cliche. Uh, but, yeah, I saw you. you know, that's I got, where I saw I got, you. Yeah, yeah, I saw you there. And, you know, that was, I walked in and started seeing everybody, meeting everybody. And just the, the WWE, as you know, Sean, is, is so professional and, and just the way they handle everything and something that I really wasn't used to. And just I saw the talent 
at NXT and how hungry these guys were and just the performances and just being in that arena that night, I, I really knew that, you know, this was the right fit for me. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, being a takeover and watching it and then, you know, slowly, you know, my debut happening at the takeover in Brooklyn and then just how things progressed so quickly and then being in the main event at San Antonio against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it was, it was such a good moment for me. And of course, winning the championship and now, Heading into WrestleMania weekend this year, you know, 365 days later from the time I sat in the front row, now entering, you know, this year's WrestleMania weekend at TakeOver in the main event as a champion is, uh, you know, I, I never, I never, you know, you always want that, that to happen. You always think, you know, this is where I want to be. Obviously, being in this business, you always want to be a champion and be a top guy in whatever company you're in. Yes. And now I'm getting this opportunity, so... Um, you know, I'm gonna. It, it's it's been it's been great. It's been one heck of a ride for sure. I would say just keep an eye out whoever's in the front row for this year's takeover. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you, you just never know, right? Yeah, uh, Bobby, are you? In, how much time do you think you'll uh, want to spend in NXT before uh, you go up to the quote-unquote main roster? Well, you know, I get that question quite a bit. Do and, you? I'm uh, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. No, and, you know, it's, it, it, NXT is, you know, people say it's a developmental territory and they talk about going up to the main roster. Right. I've been on the road with these guys now. We're, we're, NXT is, 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 is a third brand under that's the right. WWE umbrella. And it, it's, it's such a hot, hot brand. I mean, we, we, we do very well on our live events. We're on the road now. Uh, you know, it started out just doing, you know, small live events like the one here in, in Daytona Beach, like in and around Florida. And now they're doing out-of-state ones. And we're drawing really well, and, and we're on the road even more now. And you know, obviously with the takeovers, you know, selling out and doing as well as they have, um, you know, I, I, this is a great place to be for me. You know, yeah. and obviously everybody, I'd be lying if I said I never wanted to, to be on a Monday Night Raw or, or SmackDown Live. But you know, I'm just, I, I'm just making the most of the time I have down here. And, and when they feel like the time is right, I'm going to go up there and, and, and try to capitalize on, on that opportunity the same way that I did. Did here in NXT, so sure. Um, I, know, I, 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 I right now I, I'm, I'm the champion right now. So I mean I'm in the main event every night. I'm working with the top guys, you know. So it's an opportunity for me to kind of go out there and show my stuff and to kind of, I guess, in, in a way, kind of be the face of this brand, which is a great opportunity. And it's a great brand. And and uh, Bobby, NXT I would not uh, classify it as a, as a developmental quote-unquote territory anymore it's it's right. definitely if anything it's a hybrid because i mean when you're talking right. about yourself samoa joe uh you know eric young eric young i mean before the, right. when it was fcw and even when it first switched to nxt w there was there was not that mix of experienced guys uh along with the newer talent so i mean it's definitely yeah. not what I would call a developmental territory. It's you're right. It's it's a third brand, yeah. and it's it's just as entertaining as the other two. Maybe it's developed right. mental. And, right, and you know, and Samoa Joe is a perfect example. You know, Samoa Joe was a champion down here and was a top guy for for over a year. And uh, you know, and look at him now. You know, he's uh, he's he's on Raw. He's he's got a he's got a big spot there. And I'm I can honestly predict. You know, I think that Joe's going to be a top guy up there. Uh, very very soon, and, and possibly be a, a you know a champion on Raw. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you a guy like Finn Balor as well. I mean, Finn Balor made a name for himself in NXT. Not a lot of people in North America knew who Finn Balor was. You know, he was a huge name in Japan, right. but until he came to NXT and started 
doing this stuff down here for a couple of years. And when he got to the main roster, people, you know, knew who he was and, and immediately got that top spot. So I'm hoping to kind of follow in their, in their, in their footsteps and, 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 you know, have a really good run down here as a champion. And, and then, you know, if and when that time comes, get to Monday Night Raw or get to SmackDown Live and, and do my thing up there. Yeah. Absolutely. Who are you're you're in Daytona right now, and, and uh, for for a live NXT event, who are you working with tonight? Who are you wrestling? Uh, tonight I'm in a tag match. It's uh, me and uh, Andrade against, uh, I believe, uh, Cassius Ono and uh, Alistair Black. Oh, nice, so, Alistair Black, uh, Tommy, yeah, Tommy, Tommy End. End. Yeah, oh, very Tommy cool. End. Yeah, formerly known as Tommy Link, Tommy End, and uh, I know that. Uh, no, I, I don't know much about him, but I know that, uh, you know, they're very high on him. And uh, I think he's going to be a big star very, very soon. Watch oh, yes. out for his strikes. <laughs> I'm sure you used yeah. to, to yeah. strikes wrestling Nakamura be, so much I'll, lately. I'm going to be, I'll be ducking and weaving. But, yeah, no, I'm kind of used to that with Nakamura for sure. How hard are Nakamura strikes? Is he really the king of strong style? <laughs> yeah, he is uh, He is definitely the, uh, the king of strong style for a reason. And, and you know what, it's just. Nakamura has obviously dominated in Japan for a number of years before he came to NXT, and for good reason. He's one of the most talented guys I've ever been in the ring with. And not that I, uh, you know, am a huge striker myself, but we had, it was kind of a clash of, of styles, really, when you think about it, when it was me and Nakamura in San Antonio. And I don't think a lot of people knew what to expect, but, you know, we went out there and I thought we had a great match. I thought we told a great story, and, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are, are hoping there's going to be a rematch coming up soon. So, um, you know, I, I, I can't say enough about Nakamura. I respect him a ton. He's been around a long time. and um, He's another guy that's going to get to the main roster on Raw or SmackDown and, 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 and open some eyes and, and be a top guy for a long time, too, I believe. Nice. And you, have, you, have some, uh, you have a singles uh, match coming up with Cassius Sono? Yes, this Wednesday uh, on uh, NXT TV, at, um, defending the title against Cassius. He's uh, he's been put in the in a spot where he he's getting a, a title shot. You know, he just came back. He was here for a while. Oh yeah. I got here you know, years ago when NXT was uh, just kind of started getting going, not as big as it was, but he was down here. And uh, you know, his story is that he never got the opportunity to to carry the NXT championship. So. He's gonna have an opportunity against me on Wednesday night, and it's uh, you know it's gonna be one heck of a match. Yeah, it does. definitely. That's another established wrestler that finally got to NXT and gets the shine. Yeah. Um, yes. yes so sure. before you were NXT champion, you did some extra enhancement talent for WWE. There's the picture you posted with you as a security guard for Triple H, and then we found a couple matches of yours. One with you versus Billy Kidman, and the gear you have on was very Beverly yeah. Brothers-esque with this purple cape and bleach blonde yeah. hair. And I love how in all uh, of your... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. I, I, I remember it. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I love how in all of your extra matches, you always have such a different look. Like this one yeah. with the bleach blonde hair and the purple cape, and then in the match with Al Snow, you have like pirate style tights with swords what what were you going yeah. for were you trying to still find your character and what what niche you wanted to get into well like i mean i broke in in 1998 so um you know i was pretty pretty lucky to, to kind of network and make friends and uh that were in the wwe and i had early dark matches and trial matches early on in my career so as i kept you know, showing up at these at these T 
TVs for enhancement or for dark matches, I, you know, I was always wanting to get a job. Of course, my my goal was to get hired. So, I, you know, Johnny Ace at the time was in charge, and Johnny told me, you know, you're talented, we like what you see, but you know, it's just you know, you need to find something, you need to, to change something. So every time I went there, I kind of changed it up and tried to try to you know at least you know let them remember what they saw. You know, it's not just the guy that goes out there and wrestles them. And, and, and gets beat, but a guy that kind of looks different and, and is, is at least trying to, to at least listen and, and try to do what they're telling me what to do, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, I got the blonde hair and the purple cape, cape that was, uh, I look back now and God, what was I thinking? But, you know, I was trying to get a job, you know, I was just trying to be seen and trying to be remembered and uh, ultimately, you know, work for the WWE. Yeah, hey, I, it just reminded me of something when I was looking at this. Uh, you, you were trained by Val, Val Venus, Sean Morley. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I met Sean back in 1996. So Sean, of course, I'm from Canada. Sean right. was from Canada, but he moved to my hometown. I live in a, a town called Peterborough, which is about an hour outside of Toronto. Yeah, we and used to Sean we used moved, to run Peterborough uh, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So Sean, uh, Sean, and I became friends at the gym, and I found out he was a wrestler, and I was a wrestling fan my entire life, and. You know, I grew up in Canada playing hockey, and I always wanted to... I could never imagine myself working a 9-to-5. You know, I always wanted to be a pro athlete of some sort, and I knew hockey wasn't going to take off for me. And I met Sean when I was 19, and, you know, we kind of took me under his ring, and he had a ring at his house, and I went out there and kind of learned the basics from Sean. He, I guess you could say he broke me in a little bit, and then, of course, he went on to sign a contract with the WWF at the time in 97, and, of course, the rest is history, but... Sean broke me in, and then I started training with uh, a guy named Shane Sewell. Glamour Boy Shane, Shane yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boy Shane. he was an incredible, incredible, incredible talent and, and just a really good guy. And he, uh, he started training me, and, you know, one thing led to another. And honestly, my training lasted about a month and a half, two months with him, and I got booked on my first show. And, uh, you know, I can, I can credit a lot of people along the way, you know, that uh, kind of got me to this point. You know, Tom Pritchard is, is one of those guys, and, um, but Shane and Sean definitely were the two guys that trained me and broke me in. Cool. I didn't. I didn't mean to go all the way back to the beginning. You know, back before your career even started. But I, I, I wanted to mention that to you. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something I yeah, was Sean helped me out a lot. That me and you, Sean, have talked about is the, the impact zone and like the fans there. And yeah. how they're always so used to seeing the wrestlers, and they kind of become blah to it. Do you think that full sail? might have that issue at some point in time? I believe so. I believe so. But you know what? I think NXT, you know, for the short time I've been here and just, you know, being on the road and going to, you know, you know a place like Cleveland last week, uh, last weekend where we performed, we sold it out. So, uh, you know, like I said, this is a third brand now. And I, I truly believe that uh, in the very near future, I can see NXT taking their TVs on the road, which would be a huge thing. Oh yes. Um, you know, you see the the the, the cruiserweight uh, the cruiserweight show now. Um, they're taping the shows uh, after SmackDown on the road. I think that NXT that's the next thing for NXT. I think is is to take the television on the road and whether it's live or tape. I'm I'm not sure what the answer is there, but I think in due time, I think we're going to get out of full sale and I think uh, you know truly become a third brand. Yeah. Amazing. Well, speaking of NXT TakeOver, we got NXT TakeOver Orlando April 1st on the WWE Network. Everyone, $9.99. Buy it. Check it out. Bobby, I, yeah, man, I get it. I'm not going to keep you any longer. I know uh, you're uh, 
limited on your time, but I really, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show, and uh, I will see you. Uh, well, before before I let you go, is there anything that you uh, that you want to plug or talk about before we go? No, I mean obviously, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be walking into the main event as NXT champion, defending my title on WrestleMania weekend, and just to, to be a part of WrestleMania. And that entire weekend is, is, is exciting. You know, the access. I know that uh, the PC, the performance centers, are holding some stuff uh, for fans to come down and check out before WrestleMania. And the, I mean, you've been uh, involved with the, the access stuff too, Sean. I know yeah. there's a couple signings that are going to be involved in. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a fun time of year. As you know, you've experienced it. It's WrestleMania uh, season and just uh, gearing up for the big event. I got, you know, I'm just, I'm just really happy and really pleased with where, uh, where I'm at right now. And and you deserve it, man. You really, really do. You worked your I ass off, worked your ass off. And uh, Bobby, I will see you WrestleMania weekend, man. Thank you so much for coming on right, here. Man. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank, Thank you, Bobby. You. Thank you for having me on the show. All right, see you. Amazing. All right. Glorious. Well, we'll be right back right here on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. We're back with more X-Pac 12360. Just had an interview with NXT champion Bobby Roode. Did you guys have fun with Bobby? It was glorious. Yeah. It was glorious. Like I was telling him, I couldn't get the, the, the song, song out of my head. Oh, man, it's okay. yeah. I'm bad like that when it comes, I don't know if you call it bad or not, but when it comes to getting songs in your head mm-hmm. that just keep on playing in your head, even when I'm distracted. As soon as like a thought vanishes, it's my brain is filled with a song or something. It's also worse with the WWE ones because they loop anyway. Like right. they loop the same verse chorus for four minutes. Yeah. So. It's just your brain doing what production usually does for you. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Wow, my brain. It works so good. <laughs> so many things can go on in my brain. It's, I'm really good. My brain's great at multitasking. <laughs> Actually, it multitasks, but maybe it's not so great at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if it's still doing it, you're all good. Yeah. But it was cool to hear Bobby talk about his entrance and how he's looking forward to a really big one at TakeOver over WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see. Yeah, it. who's he who's he wrestling again? He's wrestling uh either We don't yeah, we don't oh, know. Oh, that's either. right. Actually, I know or, who he's uh, wrestling, but I'm not saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we don't want to spoil you or I'd really grill him, guys. Yeah. We won't do that today. Okay. No. No. All right. That was fun. Good. Well, I'm glad that you guys had a good time with Bobby. I'm sure our fans enjoyed it as well. I did too when I listened this morning while I was putting the makeup on. Yeah, and your intro was great. I'm glad that we could get an intro for Bobby, even though he couldn't hear it live. No, he couldn't, but I'll, we'll tweet it or something. You know maybe what? He'll, if, maybe if, he'll catch it. it. The interview would have been even better if if he would have heard that live, because every time somebody hears that intro, it just butters them up. It just, you know, it, yeah, you know what I mean. It's really <laughs> good for the ego, Christy. Yeah. yeah. I so. learned that. That's just a good life lesson for yeah. me. Yeah. So. Put put people over when you meet them, and they'll love you forever. Of course. <laughs> Especially wrestlers. Here I am sitting next to X-Pac. Especially wrestlers. <laughs> All you got to do is tell us how great we are. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. Well, this has been another fun edition of Xbox One Two Three Sixty on AfterBuzz TV, guys. Do not forget to get your Xbox One Two Three Sixty T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Hit up Sean Waltman's store. He has some other really cool designs there too. Some some new ones coming out too. Oh, great! Yeah, like a One Two Three Kid one, and uh, there's a couple other ones. Oh. Uh, there's some new designs for those who stop by my T-shirt store and see the same old ones. They can pick those up before they come and see the rest of you guys at One Night with the Click on Saturday at WrestleMania weekend. Saturday, that's right. Yeah. Not this Saturday, folks. No, Jimbo's got just... all the details on it, yeah. I think. And you know what? We're going to post everything, too, on our Facebook and Instagram pages. That's Facebook.com slash XPOC12360Show. Give us a thumbs up and follow us so that you get all the latest behind-the-scenes dish. We've got some cool photos up on Instagram at XPOC12360. You can always email us, XPOC12360Show at gmail.com. I recently started checking that one. There were no emails, so it's fine. But go ahead and reach out to us if you would like, and you guys can always hit me up directly at Christy Reports. I love to hear from you. This show has the greatest fans ever. I'm not even doing the thing where yeah. I just put people over. They really are awesome, and I love to hear from yeah, you they're all. Great. So, Jimbo, where can they tell you how great you are? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimbo the Booth. Buy my documentary, The Young Bucks Two Sweet Journey, at HighSpots.com. Don't forget to get your tickets for the Click Reunion at Show Clicks. That's Show C L I X dot com. It's April. 1st. First, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, hang out with the Click, take a limo ride with them to the NXT show. Don't yes. want to miss that. Uh, Sean will also be in APW May 6th at the Cal Palace, uh, IPW UK for April 30th in England, and get high and watch wrestling with Ron Funches April 15th at Sin Family. Um, but before I go, we uh, Dennis Stamp passed away this week, and... I just want to send my condolences to his family and yeah. fans, and I love Beyond the Mat. It was such an inspiration and big part of my life. And Let's tell him who Dennis Stamp is real quick, though. Well, Dennis Stamp was a wrestler before my time that worked through the territories but never became a really big name. Yes, he's, he was what, what was referred to as a journeyman wrestler, a guy that went around and you know pretty much put everyone over. That was his job. Uh he was very well liked and 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 became really like beloved kind of from the beyond the mat, beyond the mat uh, documentary when when Terry Funk was having his retirement match and uh, Dennis Stamp was was broken hearted because he wasn't booked on the show and even though Dennis did a not the best job as a referee uh, Terry asked him to be the referee and like you know. Just because Terry is just such a wonderful guy, Terry Funk, just amazing guy. But oh, Dennis Stamp jumping on the trampoline with the dumbbells in his hand. How <laughs> God bless you, Dennis. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, that's cool. Well, thank you for that shout out, Jimbo yeah. and Sean. Where can everybody hit you up at? They can hit me up at the Real X Pac. And they do. If they want. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're can, reading all those tweets. They can shoot me a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I try, you know, I try, when I when I get to see them, I try to at least acknowledge them with, with a like, mm-hmm. even if I can't, resp- like, reply. Yeah. So, so he's reading them, y'all. If, I know, if you don't get a like, I, either I didn't see it or you're, you're or being I didn't an like asshole. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do love you all very much. And we will see y'all next week right here on After Buzz TV. With Vince Russo.
From executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Christy Olsen, and managing producer of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Bidonica, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXpoc, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!